This is the Objectify My Love podcast, a discussion between Jaya Sontru and her owner of the many levels of BDSM. Right, wrong, or even indifferent, it's healthy to talk about. Welcome. Hello. This is our very first podcast with me, Jaya Sontru, and my owner. Hello. How are you today? I am wonderful. How are you? Hmm. I'm a bit nervous. Why are you so nervous? <laughs> because these words are being recorded. That means that people are going to listen. It makes me nervous. Well, they have to download it to listen, and they might not want to be bothered. We'll see. All right. So Hopefully then, somebody's interested. So then I just have to focus on our conversation and not worry about anything else. I wouldn't worry about anything else. Thank you. It's good advice. Who knows if anybody's actually going to listen to this whole thing. <laughs> well, I mean, we do have some pretty good experience with the BDSM world, so it might be worth a listen. Mm. I agree. We have a lot of experience. Mm. Good experience. Unique experience. <laughs> Bad experiences, too. You're a writer. Mm. Yes. A lifelong submissive? I wouldn't say lifelong. Well. <laughs> Are you a lifelong dom? Except for that time where I had to go learn, but yes, pretty much. Yeah, 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 you probably were. But I got to tell you, I probably would have pushed you down on the playground. <laughs> you might have. You might have pushed me. But I would have tied you up in the end. Oh, do you think so? Yes. I highly doubt it. I was very fast when I was young. You're probably right, because I'm not that good with rope anyway. <laughs> so today, our first podcast. What are we going to talk about? Well, I thought it might be worthwhile to talk about collars. A BDSM collar. The that symbolism. That sounds like fun. Mm. When I initially thought about it... Um, I thought if we're if we're going to do a few of these that we should you know start in the the outer layers not start right at the nucleus the outer layers and uh, I think that starts with a little bit of symbolism maybe and the collar is definitely symbolic Well I hope we do a few of these I mean <laughs> Well you never know I mean it's kind of hard to get a podcast that actually gains some steam if you don't do a few of these. Yeah, that's true, but it's kind of hard to actually sit and talk to you. I know, because <laughs> I'm so hard to talk to. <laughs> we do it so much. <laughs> actually, we don't. Yeah, it's funny that way. So we're going to talk about collars. Collars. A collar. A BDSM collar. It's my understanding that you did a little research on the history of collars because you wanted to make sure that you had some perspective I from did. the standpoint of what a collar is or when they started and how they get into the BDSM realm and all those good things. I did want more perspective. Um, you, you came with an understanding of collars uh, when we began our journey together, and, and I, I really did not understand collars. I didn't understand many things about the uh, BDSM world and collars therein. 
Um, yeah, so I, I felt like I needed to uh, educate my little mind just a little bit. And unfortunately, I didn't get <laughs> I didn't get very well educated because there are so many rabbit holes you can follow regarding a collar. Um, obviously, the symbolism of them go back go back thousands of years, uh, as long as there's been slavery. But if we talk about consensual slavery regarding sexual, sensual ideas, um, I think I'd have to blame the author of the story of O and uh, um, say that really the story of O brought around the idea of a collar and a collaring ceremony. So, from the standpoint of BDSM mm-hmm. and the idea of sexual slavery, as you said, yes. we're talking basically the 1950s. I think so. I mean, from what I had found, it really, the history therein and not from Wikipedia doesn't count. But well, Wikipedia counts. It well. just may not be true. <laughs> you can call it research. It just not be, may not be right. It, right. So as far as history goes, um, I think it begins more in the 50s, into 60s, and there was a huge explosion of conversation and ideas about callers from the 70s and on. It's it's definitely an individual idea, probably much like a wedding ring is. Depending the community that you're in, some some communities like the leather and and gay community, they're very serious about colors. They do color coding. It means something at what level you are at being a slave. Kind of like a black belt and actually, karate yes, that's or, exactly what I thought. Yes, yes. You know, that's something I learned because I didn't know that. I, I it's those little. I've tidbits. spent a lot of time in the BDSM community, and I didn't know that we had color-coded slaves to the point of, well, well you're no, a no, black no. belt at this. Or. No, no, no. But they were color-coded, meaning you were a beginning, you were just taking your first steps into it, you were being trained, or you have been officially colored by someone. So that in, in that realm, they have their own meanings. And then there, there are different types of collars that you can wear that do different things. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I didn't learn a lot. I did learn names of collars. I, the wolf collar is the spike collar. Interesting. I, I know. I don't think Billy Idol you know, wore the wolf collar <laughs> because he was being well, submissive. Oh, Billy Idol was a little bit of a freak, if it's my understanding. If all the rumors are true, anyway. Was he a freak? I think he was just fun. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a little judgy, isn't it? It is a little judgy. So getting back to collars and Uh being a little judgy, Mm. most of the collars we see nowadays, I don't think really have any meaning. People wear them as a fashion statement, or if we see somebody out with a collar many times, it's not what you or I would maybe... Well, that's a bold statement, though, to say they don't really have any meaning. I think they do have meaning. I think... There's a lot of people out there that get confused. 
and aren't wearing them the way in the BDSM world we would want them to. Okay, so explain that statement because maybe you're saying the same thing I am. Oh, I'm sure that I am. It just came across Well, odd. I'm just a little more blunt. You are. You're, you are more direct. So explain that, please. Well, just that it's... We'll talk about chokers because chokers could be interpreted as a collar. Yes. And women have worn chokers for hundreds of years. Yep. They've been interpreted that way in art. Excuse me. And um, goodness, they wore them a lot in the Victorian era. And uh, we wear them now. We wore them a lot in the 80s too. (laughs) Guilty. But um, I can't say that we could diminish the meaning just it's harder to discern who exactly knows what they're wearing and why and who's just doing it for a fashion statement okay (laughs) okay i'll buy that for a dollar but we would agree that the act of wearing a collar for those of us in the quote-unquote community, is much different than somebody putting one on because it's good with their outfit. I mean, it has a meaning within the community. And it may not have a meaning to a person who puts it on as part of an outfit. Obviously. Do you know, I came across a little tidbit about chokers that at some point in time in history, it was thought perhaps a choker denoted a prostitute fascinating prostitute yeah but i don't know exactly when that would be because there's a lot of royalty throughout the centuries that have worn chokers as well in art and i don't think they were denoting prostitution no again they definitely probably were not prostitutes maybe hoes why would you say that well you know, if you watched any oh, of those okay, Victorian okay. movies, I mean, Cat, you're thinking there's a Catherine lot of, the Great, aren't you? There's a lot of screwing around going on I don't in those know movies. If that's appropriate to say Catherine the Great was a hoe. I don't <sighs> care. I mean, Catherine the Great's dead, so and she could have been a great hoe. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if she had so, fun, then who cares? All right, callers, staying on topic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got sidetracked. So there are many kinds of collars. Um, so what does a collar mean to you? I Before you, I'm not sure it really meant anything to me. I didn't, I didn't give it much thought. Why don't we start with what a collar might mean to you or how many people have you collared? Well, we could have started there, but I started with what a collar means to you. <laughs> I know. We are like to go back, so I threw it back to you. If you'd like to go back. I would. And start someplace else. No, or, no, Like no, hit no. the reset no, button. No, no, no. Now you're deflecting. Why don't you answer the question? No, I don't mind. I, I don't right. mind the question. So then I'm answer just saying, it. You, I'm just saying we started somewhere, <laughs> and now you want to start someplace else. <laughs> Talk about circular. Uh, uh, so... How many? So three. Uh, I but think the many. Not there. Come but on. there's. But the, uh, put collars on. Up, but, but, I don't know. Twenty. Twenty women probably. But three that had any significant meaning. So, um, a little bit about 
me for the audience. Um, I was heavily involved in the BDSM community in uh, another city before we lived here in Atlanta and was somebody who had a lot of opportunity to play with different women and be a chaperone for many women trying to understand the scene. So um, I put collars on a lot of women, really more as a, hey, you're with me tonight type thing, not as a collar or a collaring ceremony in any stretch. Never really had a collaring ceremony for that matter. I don't I don't have a lot of, um, I don't want to downplay them because I think they're very important to some people, but that's not my thing. All right, so what made you... Um, put your first collar on your first submissive in a serious way. What provoked that? How did you feel about it? Why did you do it? Because I wanted them to know that they were mine, and I wanted For them to feel. For longer than a night. Yeah, yeah. These are longer yeah. than two nights. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It was more. It was symbolic of an in, entirety. Or entirety, entirety, mm-hmm. yeah, entirety, um, as opposed to the evening. Um, but as you know, you're the first person I've ever been with that I've actually really, truly owned in some way. Um, and what's funny so, about that is a collar didn't do that. However, when you wear a collar, you're definitely much more in tune with your position in the relationship. No, it's no, it's no. funny the, that the, way. The spotlight's still on you. So did the collar mean the same thing with each person you put it on? Is it just as simple as that for you, that um, you're mine for this time? or So was it the same for each person? Was the depth the same? No. Is, the, is that all, that's all you're going to give me, isn't it? <laughs> no, well, you asked, this and I answered. It was, it was a yes, no. It was a yes, no question. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Very in depth. Yeah. No, wow. No. That's some insight. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it absolutely wasn't. Um, I think with you, it's much deeper, and it's much more. In, in com- it Do encompasses think, much right, more. So you you referenced three specifically. So yes. then, did the meaning perhaps? deepen with each time you did it? Um, I, yeah, I guess you could say that, but that it didn't have to do with the order by which. Mm. It, it really had more to do with the connection with each. Mm. Um, I, I think your yours and my connection is deeper than I would have ever imagined being connected to somebody. So... It's it's much different, and you don't wear a collar very often. I, when we early in our relationship, you wore one all the time. I like that collar. Um, it was like stainless steel. It looked like horse bits. We had a nice little lock that matched with it, um, but it was very delicate, and you couldn't do anything with it. And uh, as much as I loved it. It it didn't allow me to use it in a way. I have to be very careful if we did use a collar or we played at all. And um, it's kind of made its way out of the wardrobe, for lack of a better word. But you wore that pretty it constantly for a, a year or two. But it wasn't smooth. Like all the day collars and 
stainless steel collars or oh i love those um eternity collars that that have come out now the 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 metal work the design now um is so much finer than it was 20 years ago no i I love you know i I love those eternity collars those really thin bands i like the thicker ones too but the thin band that you can wear all the time Mm -hmm. um and I know those you're worried about those from the standpoint of your collarbone, but I, I think there are some there's some companies making them out of titanium and other materials, and if they're fitted right, I don't I don't see that as a problem. But we don't have one, so I couldn't answer that question. And you never decided to get one for me because because you had you have always been pretty adamant that you wouldn't wear it all the time. <laughs> well, thank you for taking my. Uh thoughts into consideration well i i would tell you that i would prefer you have one mm. and that you wear it all the time but if you're not going to or if you're going to have um reason not to well we have very perceptive daughters and i think maybe in a few years it could definitely become something but right now i wouldn't have an answer for either of my girls coming and saying why are you wearing that all the time? What's that about? Well, the oldest would probably have figured it out already. And then the youngest is of an age where she probably will figure it out. But I get it. No, I'm all good. Right. I mean, right. but that's why you don't have one is because of that. All right. And we've looked many times for long-term collars for you, and we haven't found anything that either you really like or that actually is something that you can wear all so, the time. When you put a collar on me, does it mean anything to you? Does it do anything for you? It doesn't mean anything specifically because of the nature of our relationship. So because you have a collar on doesn't change the way I feel about you. But it does change the way you approach your submission and it it changes your mindset in many ways. And that's very important because... As you know, you are very strong-willed and you like to push back. You're not an offerer when it comes to submission. You have to Just because you say something is X doesn't mean it really is X. Isn't there an Abraham Lincoln quote that says, just because you say a dog has five legs, saying four legs and a tail, call it the tail of a leg. Isn't there a quote about that somewhere? Just because you say it doesn't I make it so. It's still know. just four legs and a tail. I don't know if there's a quote, but that's really nice. Um, <laughs> just because you say I'm strong-willed doesn't mean that I am. I think most people who know you would say that you're strong-willed. And that's okay. Um, but the collar in our relationship or the collars that you wear in our relationship are different from the standpoint that I don't look at that as like a a wedding ring or, you know, and other people, people yeah, other many, people see collars as a very... Which is fine. That's that's the beauty of it's it. It's like the collaring ceremony and all that we were talking right. about earlier. That doesn't have the same effect to me. We, at some point, decided we were going to have a relationship that was X. Um, owner property, 24-7, um, basically no boundaries, no safe words. Well, our, our roles are definitely defined within our relationship. Yeah, but we don't play all the time. We don't... Quite honestly, we don't play enough. However, we are always in some way in those roles. And thus, the collar thing to me, it's an add-on. But Mm. when I place a collar on you, and you have a few, and we should talk about those at some point, um, 
it well, changes your mindset. All right. So then does that change of my mindset help adjust your mindset? It just helps me understand that, one, you probably won't push back as far, which is good. Um, and the more you submit, obviously, the more I want to push on you. So, yeah, it, 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 it guides me because I'm not. It's, it's amazing that we've been together this long and figured this out because I'm exact opposite of, of that idea that I have to take. I'm very big on the idea that I want people, I want my property to want to be property. Well, yes, I, and I understand that, but not all submissives, you know, they, they come in all shades, just as all people come in all shades and personalities and, and styles. And it's not that I necessarily want you to take, it's just... We could say that I'm one of those submissives that really I have a strong personality and I just need a stronger personality. Well, there you heard it, folks. I have a strong personality. She said it. There's a difference between saying a strong personality and strong-willed. No, there's a difference. Okay. And don't say just spelling. <laughs> it's more than spelling. Okay. But so let's talk about your collars. All right. What do you want to talk about? So you have a few. You have two that are basically go-tos now. For you, because you're the one that chooses what goes on. Yeah, I mean, you have others. One of them you've had forever since we've been together, basically. And it's very soft and supple now. It is very soft and supple. But so is one of your newer ones, too. That one's getting soft and supple. Mm -hmm. And then I bought you another one that was a little thicker, and it just never fit right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's another one in there, but... You really basically go with two. So um, you have a, one that we made for you, we had made for you. Yes. That has your name embossed on it. And um, it's kind of a maroon with black. Very, um, about an inch, inch and a half maybe wide, mm -hmm. soft, fits very tight. It does because it was made for and, me. And then you have a posture collar which you've had for a good portion of the time we've been together as well. Um, you don't like that one as much? or uh, No, definitely So not. you like the J.S. on True one more? Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Are you going somewhere with this? I'm just asking the question. Mm -hmm. Which one do you prefer? Um, well, um... Fine. Um, <laughs> I think there's a spotlight in this bedroom. Um, in the studio? Uh-huh. Our yeah. bedroom studio? Yeah, I think there's a spotlight shining down about that. So there's my confession. I like the posture collar, and yet I absolutely despise it. But I like the posture collar. It, um, you're absolutely right about the collar in and of itself being a trigger for me. You're right. I do not deny it because I know when the collar goes on, it's like, it's like a set of headphones that I tune everything else out. If, if the collar is on, it's a standard for us that it's just you and me and wherever we're at, nothing else matters. And the posture collar, 
The posture collar makes me very, very vulnerable to you. The regular collar takes a bit of my sass away. <laughs> nope, couldn't wear it all the time. I think I'd kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the posture collar um, makes me very vulnerable to you. And although many of my outer layers want to say, nope, I don't like any of it. <laughs> it is the posture collar that is amazing and brings out that very vulnerable, submissive side because I cannot move in it. I cannot look up. I cannot look down. If I'm going to look to the right or to the left, I literally have to move my whole body. I cannot just move my head. And that one restriction, that one simple restriction, makes me that much more dependent on you. And then in becoming that dependent upon you, I become that much more vulnerable to you. So it, um, just putting it on sheds, sheds layers and, and takes me down to a more bare, submissive me. We should share with everyone, though, that <clears throat> when we put bondage equipment on you, it always comes with locks because we have a little thing about if you can get out of it, then it's not really bondage, right? Well, we didn't have a little thing about that. You did. I did, but you you've did. come my way. I did come your way. So like when you hear a lock click now, that's excitement. It, it, there's something very mental to it. Um, recently, while thinking about this podcast, I had realized too with your locks and, and how we've come together and whatnot. The dominant I was with before you um, was was in some ways more methodical than you, but in other ways um, more spontaneous. Therefore, there were a lot more cable ties, duct tape, rope, and not in the form for shibari, but just you know what can what can I bind her with quickly and. You know, if the way in isn't very easy, the way out isn't very easy. And one of the beautiful things about your locks is that the way in and the way out are easy. And um, and yes, it brings me back to the thoughts of if I can get out of it, if I can wriggle out of it or uh, be in control of how I get out of it, then I'm in control. And your locks, it's one more step in that taking control from me because I don't have the keys. I like that. <laughs> I like that you don't have the keys. <laughs> it's always fun when I lock you into things because I know that you, it, it's, it does something like the collar does for you because you don't always, I don't always put you in a collar when we play. Um, just locking you into things like um, I'm sure we'll talk about this on a podcast at some point. Um, clothing and locking you in clothing is um, exciting for you in some way. And I, I love that because it excites me, too. So it's a wonderful thing. I think we should end this podcast here with a little story because you have a very wonderful story that you can oh. tell. Um <laughs> All right. about your first real encounter with a collar. And, and the reason why I, I want 
want you to share the story is, is one, because I think it's wonderful. But two, I think it, it's, it's more symbolic of what a color is supposed to mean. At least to us, to to the people in in our world, all right. And it's a it's a beautiful symbolism of that. I think it is, and, and it's not something it's that not we something see. You see every day it's by, by any means, nor should you necessarily. It's not something I've ever seen outside of a BDSM club or right. a, or a sex club of right. some kind. So, so so please go ahead. Is this when I start once upon a time? Oh yeah, you can do it that way. <laughs> no, because it's not a fairy tale. This really happened. It was it was a true um scene that I I saw uh, many many moons ago when I was a flight attendant. Um we had we had just gotten into San Francisco and we were coming into the terminal and a, a man and woman were greeting one another. And she immediately got on her knees, and he put his um, briefcase and whatnot down and then retrieved something from his stuff and immediately put it around her neck. And he kissed her neck, and he whispered something in her ear and then helped her up. And then he got his stuff, and he began walking, and she walked... um, she walked a little behind him, and it, it was right there in the airport for all to see. And they did you? Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but did you notice what you were seeing when you saw it, or did it take some time to register? And I, I, it, it was before I really understood the BDSM community to really register what I was seeing at that time. I mean, now, of course, I know what I was seeing, but then it was, it was such a unique sight um, because how often do you see someone literally kneel in a very large public place with many people, and many people didn't even notice, and it seemed that the couple probably knew that because they were so nonchalant about it, and it was such a natural way that they moved that it, it caught my eye because I'm a huge people watcher, but Many people just, you know, they're not paying attention, but there she is, kneeling, and there he is putting this around her neck, and I had the pleasure of watching, and unfortunately, I was with a crew, and one of the pilots, um, (laughs) they're a little conservative, especially sexually, and he could not let it go all the way to the walk to the bus to the hotel and that night at dinner and what I mean he just wouldn't stop um, bringing this up about did you see that what were they doing why were they doing that it it rubbed him the wrong way and yet it rubbed him in a way that he was very intrigued by it but he didn't know what to do with it nor how to have that positive interaction and I I'd read a lot of erotica by then I had read the claiming of sleeping beauty and 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 things like that but To see this in real life, I mean, imagine at the airport, you see this. I I wasn't really sure, and I'm very private, so of course I didn't say, oh, that's very sexy. You know, in your young 20s, you don't have the confidence to do that either. But, yeah, that, that vision has stayed with me all these years because 
That's amazing. That vision was amazing to me. I, I would love to have been there with you. I know. Um, I travel all the time for the audience's sake. Um, and I haven't had that reception. (gasps) That's not fair because I have met you many times in a trench coat. You have, but I I haven't had that reception. Wow. And we know why, and we won't go there. It's more to do with kids wanting to come. and Of course, you can't do that with children. Um, but that must have been, thinking about it is just, it, it excites me. And I, I kind of wish I had seen that, because the way you describe it, and I've heard that story numerous times, I think it's, it's pretty awesome. It's very awesome. Um, so I guess we're kind of done with collars for today. I think we are done talking about collars for the day. So I think uh, we kind of have a topic for the next one, do we not? Mm, maybe. Yes, no, never. Wasn't that the topic we that discussed? That's the topic. That might be a little longer. Yes, no, never, maybe. Hard limits. Yeah. Safe words. Safe words, no safe words, yeah, those types of things. Mm. But basically, working off of the idea of yes, no, or never. That should be fun. That should be fun. Um, I guess we say thanks for everybody who hung around long enough oh, to indeed. get to this point. I'm pretty happy that they did. <laughs> we got through the conversation. We did. <laughs> we did. And we can be found in all sorts of areas. Um JS can be found on Twitter. Um, just search at J-S-S-O-U-O-N and I guarantee you'll find her. Um, I can be found on Twitter. I'm JS Sontru owner, but it's easy to find there as well. We have a website we're putting together. It's not quite there yet. <laughs> and a podcast we're putting together. Well, I'm this sure is the quite. podcast. <laughs> yes, but I'm not quite sure it's there yet either. <laughs> it's not there yet either because we haven't picked where we're going to have it hosted. But um, when we publish this, you'll know is you'll find out just like we did. Um, we hope to bring you something weekly, I guess. Weekly. Weekly, yeah. Yes. And we hope not to uh, be wasting your time in any way. Mm. Um, do you have anything else? I think it's time to call it a night, Gracie. I think it is time to call it a night. <laughs> You just listened to the Objectify My Love podcast. Check us out on Twitter or Instagram at Objectify My Love or at our website at ObjectifyMyLove.com. As always, thanks for listening.